Hello. Hello, everyone. This is your girl, Dr. Yvonne, the teacher that talks. For Teacher Talk Tuesday, I know my theme music and all that stuff didn't come on. Um, having some technical difficulties, so I'm just going to go ahead and connect this to my YouTube. Do -do 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 -do. Uh oh. It is acting crazy weird today. Sign. Hold on. Sign in Zoom continue. Oh, I might not be able to do the show. Letting me do it's, it's recording. I'm not. Mm -mm. So, um, what is happening here? Yeah, technology. I don't want to have to erase this and start over because I'm trying to live stream it to my Zoom. And it's not letting me. It's not letting me. Okay, let's see if I can let last stream into there are no connections. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, I'm just gonna have to go ahead and do this without live streaming. I'll just have to connect it and upload it later. But thank you for joining me. Oh, this camera, I'm trying to get this thing to work, right? All right, thank you for joining me here for Teacher Talk Tuesday. Um, this Tuesday evening, like I said, I got started late. I'm in here late because of some technical difficulties, but I'm here nonetheless. And my topic and what I want to talk about is sustaining teachers. We're at the end of the school year right now. And being able to sustain teachers, this is the time of year when teachers start deciding if they want to stay at a school, stay in a district, or if they want to move on and go somewhere else. And April is usually that time. April and May is when people start looking for different people, different positions, different places. And it's sad because they say most teachers, most years, teachers stay in the district or in one assignment for at least five years. Kitty, I don't need your two cents stay in a position for at least five years. And that's not happening anymore. Teachers are not staying in places five years. Now it's gotten to the point where they're making um, the, what is it, what I want to say, making it mandatory or making um, concessions saying that teachers have to stay at a school at least two years before they could move. Well, mand mandating it. So teachers aren't jumping from year to year, going from different buildings and different buildings. But when you have a school and you somewhere and you feel like you, it, it's a bad thing when you're in a position, when you're in a school and you tied to it because you can't move unless you, unless you jump districts. So we have to be careful, you know, making people stay. We want to make sure that teachers in our place where they can be happy where teachers are in a place where they can do their best. And when teachers are happy, they're not gonna they're not gonna do their best. It's gonna be hard. I mean, most teachers, most of us, we struggle through, we push through adversity, we push through a lot of stuff, we push through everything. However, if you're not happy in your position, it's gonna be hard for you to push through some days. If you're not happy where you are, it's gonna be hard to push through because you're going in with the mindset that I don't wanna be here. 
And that's not a good place to be. Even though we're at the end of the school year, the teaching is over for the most part because testing has already started. So we're, we're at that point because what we do during the school year is we're teaching to the test. So once the test is done, it's like, what am I doing now? What do I need to keep doing now that the test is done? What, what is the point of me being here? What is the purpose of me being here? And it shouldn't be that way. We should actually make sure that education is continual. The education is always progressing and it's always being learned and we're always getting something and preparing them to get them ready for the next year. It's not over. We still have a whole month left of school, but the STAR test is done for reading. Some people have already shut down. Some of the kids have already shut down and phased out because they know what is there left to do. So I'm trying to make it interesting. I'm trying to make it fun. I'm trying to make it learning. And it's really going to be bad when the kids know, you know, grades have to be in by May 5th. That's next week. So if grades are in by May 5th, what's the point of me doing work? What's the point of me coming in here and sitting in here and doing what I need to do? That makes it hard for a teacher to come in and keep order, keep classroom management, keep kids engaged. Why? Because they know it doesn't count. We need to rethink how we do things as far as sustaining teachers and keeping them there, keeping them engaged, keeping them wanting to be there until the end of the year. Because now you telling me grades are due by May 5th. Okay, after I put my grades in, I'm, I'm, what am I done? What am I supposed to do? What is the purpose of me coming in? Why try to do an evaluation on me after May 5th? All of the grades are in. What's the point in you coming in here doing anything? Why do I need to come in here doing lesson plans up until May 25th if grades are already in at May 5th? You want me to do lesson plans for 20 more days for what? There has to be something else. I don't think grades should be due by May 5th. I don't think that should be the end of when grades are turned in. I don't think kids should be done by May 5th and, and know that there's nothing else. There's no other accountability especially as hard as it is that we've been struggling to try to get kids to get work done. And now you, we have this big project that we're doing, this big research project that we're doing. And you're telling me I got a week and a half to do it when these kids are really already at the point where they done shut down. It, it's really hard. And we don't have the support that we need. Teachers are, 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 are not feeling up to their best. Teachers are not feeling that they're they're able to put forth their best effort. It, it it's it's a whole lot going on, and and people are being pulled in several different directions. At the end of the year, the consistency is is slacking. The continuity is is not there. The support is not there. You say you support, but then you're not there. You give me a, 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 a guideline of what I need to do, but how are you going to model this and how this is going to be, how this is going to play out? How is this going to work? But you want to just throw it at me and say, here, do it. Teachers are not feeling that right now. Teachers are not feeling that right now. 
it needs to be where we're coming together like, look, we got a plan. We're okay, we're gonna work this out and we're gonna move this out and we're gonna make sure the kids enjoy continue to enjoy their education until we finish out. But I know from the 20 years that I've been teaching, or should I say 20 plus years that I've been teaching, once you tell those great kids those final grades are submitted, you're not gonna get any work out of them. They are not going to want to do anything. They don't, they, they're not going to see the, the importance of it. And it's going to be hard for me to tell them, okay, yeah, you still have to do this because it's being graded. It, it's, when they know grades are done, <clears throat> what's the point? Then we have award ceremonies coming up after grades. So after that point, they know it's done. So we have an award ceremonies on what the 13th 14th of may and then we have kids who still got to come until the 25th of may what are we doing what are the kids gonna do they are done you have people who not only have the kids checked out but the teachers have checked out there's really not a whole lot left to do but clean up the room and and and, and pack up i'm just being real we need to look at what we're doing and how we ended the school years with, with school now. I mean, I remember being in Illinois, school went until the first, second week of June sometimes. So getting out the end of May is just really, you know, that's like a bonus for me. I wasn't used to that. I mean, even in, in Colorado, we went till the end of May and it got to some points where we had snow days. We went to the first week of June as well. Sometimes the second week. So I'm used to going to school up until June. This may get out and may think I'm not used to that. So trying to push and, and, and make kids do stuff. Mm, I don't know. We got to come with it. We got to come with it. Where, where are we going with this? What's happening? What's happening? Come on. Somebody tell me what's happening. What are we doing? We have teachers who, who've already checked out because they know they're not coming back. They've already put in transfers to go somewhere else. So it's like, okay, we just gonna finish this out and do what we gotta do, but I'm really not invested in this. And that's sad, but that's where a lot of teachers are. That's what happens during this time of year when people are trying to be going forward and they're trying to figure out where am I going from here? What have I done that made a difference to stay here? Should I move on somewhere else? What do I need to do? This is the time of year where teachers are looking at different placements. And it may not even be because of the students. It may, I mean, just like for myself, it, it, was a, it, was, it was literally difficult for me to come in and transition into fourth grade after doing middle school for 20 years. That was a transition for me. It was hard. I literally thought about, okay, maybe I need to go back to middle school. Maybe this is not for me. Maybe this is not where I need to be but I took it upon myself to say okay let me learn some things let me learn some things about me and boy did I learn some things about me Whew, this year has been a year of learning about me making transitions and doing a whole lot of things uh, my life is in transition my life is is in a serious form of transition right now I don't know where I'm going I don't know what's going to happen 
I'm just being totally honest. I give it to God and I don't know what he's doing, but I'm being obedient in this season. And sometimes you might have teachers that leave, teachers that go somewhere else, teachers that move to a different grade level. It may not necessarily be just because they can't handle it or they don't want to do it. It may just be at a transition at their end. I mean, because for me, don't get me wrong, I love teaching and I love teaching middle school. That was my heart. That was my baby. I did it for so long. It was just like a part of me. And some of me missed that and being compartmentalized, being able to teach just one subject. Now, it's not like that here, you know, in, in, in elementary, they, they want to make it seem like it's compartmentalized, but it's really not because you're teaching, um, like for me, we, I'm teaching ELAR, which is English, language arts, reading, all in one. Then I have to teach writing and social studies. Ooh. That's a lot when you're coming from just teaching one subject and that was language arts or reading because the way they have it set up and it's that way everywhere now. When I started in Illinois, English, language arts was a subject all by itself. Reading was a whole nother subject. When I got to Colorado, that was the first time when I saw, okay, English, Y'all talking about language arts, a language arts teacher is not what you're looking for. You're actually looking for a reading teacher. They're two different things, people. We need to understand that those are two different things. Those are two different animals. And despite what people are saying that you can teach language arts in reading, it's difficult when kids don't understand the basics of language arts and they can't read. That is not a win-win situation. And then on top of that, you want me to teach them how to write. Okay, we need to back this thing up. Back it up, look at it, revamp it, make it work. So if you want to compartmentalize and you have middle schoolers, not middle schoolers, but elementary kids switching classes, make it make sense. Give them one teacher for one subject. Don't have one teacher teaching three, four subjects. I mean, you have the math teacher who is now uh, you know, we have math teachers that are teaching math and science. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it works. You, I can see how those go hand in hand. I can even see how social studies and reading goes hand in hand. If you were actually using a social studies curriculum to read. But when you take away that component, kids are missing out on a lot. They're missing out on a lot. So some teachers are wanting to go back to that compartmentalized. If I'm going to be compartmentalized, let me be completely compartmentalized. That's the way I feel about language arts and reading. If I'm going to be a language arts teacher classified as that, then let me just teach that. I don't want to have to worry about preparing for something else. Because when I teach it, I teach a whole unit on writing. It's not separate. It's not something that you do separately. Writing is, you know, you have to learn how to write and do English and the language before you can even write. Because if you don't understand that subject and verb agreement and that a sentence has to have a subject and a verb, there's no sense in me trying to get you to write a paragraph if you don't know how to write a sentence. So we have to be careful when we want to teach the writing process. Let's teach language with writing. That makes more sense to me. If you want to combine something, let reading be by itself. 
teach reading. Of course, you have written responses. Of course, you can do that. But basically, reading is dealing with comprehension. Can you comprehend what it is that you're reading? The other part of that, the other portion of that, of the comprehend, of the writing part and the language part, let that be a different class. You can have language and writing. Because in order to write, you have to understand language. So maybe even to keep keep some more teachers and keep them consistent, maybe we need to rethink how we teach, how we how we're teaching. Rethink how we're teaching. Because that could be a whole, you can teach writing and language in a 90-minute block, just like you can teach reading in a 90-minute block. I'm not saying it has to be, but if we want to do that, then we need to cut it down and maybe do reading in a 45-minute block and do writing and language in a 45-minute block. Makes sense to me. Make it work. Don't stress teachers out because when teachers get stressed out, they start moving. They start wanting to move. And to be honest, these are good teachers. You have good teachers who are constantly moving and not staying put and maybe getting a bad rep because they don't want to stay put because they're always jumping and moving and, you know, what they say, job hopping. Well, you got to find your fit. You got to find where you fit. And everyone doesn't fit in the same place. Just because that's where you start does not mean that's where you're going to stay. You have to find out where you fit so you can do the best good for our students. Because if you're just somewhere just to get a paycheck, just because you wanted to get in, you're not going to do your best. And you're going to continue to hop and change. So find what works for you. Find what works for you and stay there. Stay in it. Stay with it. Keep it going. Yeah, that's what we need to do. And I'm not going to be here long. I'm not going to stay before you long because I, I got to figure out how to get this to the rest of my platforms because it's not working. Stuff stuff is not working around my house, and I don't know. I don't understand what's going on. But you know what? I wasn't going to not make do my podcast. I'll figure out a way to get it to where I needed to go. Hello. I should have just went to YouTube and recorded it live from YouTube, but it's all right. We'll, we'll get it out there. All right. So I thank you. I don't have my music, my theme music, but that's okay because Teacher Talk Tuesday is still here. I thank you for coming in. And another thing, just um, food for thought tips, things that I'm doing, what's happening with me. I have a book signing this weekend on the 29th at um, Sugar Ray's 2 on, was it 1731? Uh, yep. 1731 Texas Parkway. I'll be there. They open at 11. I'm supposed to be there from 11 to 6. Um, I may not be set up right at 11 because I don't know if they're going to open the doors right at 11. Hopefully they will, but I'll be out there waiting. So I can't get there early to set up. Um, that's not an option. So it may be a little bit after 11 when I get in and get set up. But y'all try coming out there, meet me there, you know, talk to me, check out some of my books, educational books, my um, uh, motivational books, spiritual books, life books. Uh, my love series is dynamite. So come on out, meet the author, talk to me, get in my brain while you can. Because see, it's gonna, I'm going to have to start charging for that after a while as a publisher and a coach and publishing books and getting things out there. Um, get, get the free talks while you can, the complimentary talks while you can, because they won't always be free because your girl is going to start promoting herself and doing the things that she needs to do to move forward. 
Okay. Tisha Talk Tuesday is not the only place I'm going to be talking. I'm looking to be moving forward, going to some educational places, doing some PDs, doing some training, doing some consulting. I am looking forward to doing all of that. So just follow me, click, like, share, get this out to other people. If you're an administrator and you're interested, I do have a curriculum on training substitute teachers. Hello. My thing. Um, Still working on my classroom management manual. It's coming. It's coming. I need to finish it. It's coming. It will be published before the end of this year, uh, before the end of the summer. Trust me, it'll be out by the, by the start of the school year. So just look for that. Um, my ABCs to effective substitute teaching, the workbook and the, the, the book, the, the workbook and the textbook are done. They're on Amazon. If you want your copies, if you want to go out and look at that and get it, it's there. If you interested in me coming to your school, and doing a PD, doing a training, um, even surveying your teachers, your substitute teachers and your teachers to see what they say they need to be effective in the classroom. I'm your girl. That's what I did my dissertation on, Dr. Yvonne. Hello. So yeah, let's 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 network. If you out there and you need something, give me a call, holler at me. You know, uh, hit me up in my DM on Facebook, or you can hit me up on Instagram if you're interested, or you can. Call my cell phone, my business phone, 720-451-2540. Diva Ministries, I'm there available all the time. If you want to talk, if you want to book me for something, let's talk. All right, let's talk. Let's make some things happen. All right, website is coming. It's under construction, but it is coming. I got to get that up and going. I have so much going on right now, but I, I am still working on it diligently. So thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you, thank you for being here with me. I appreciate you. And this is your girl, Dr. Yvonne, the teacher that talks with Teacher Talk Tuesday for another episode. Stay tuned for next Tuesday for uh, another one. Hopefully everything will be working with my technology and we can be back on track with the YouTube. All right, y'all, I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Okay.